welcome back to Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry. This is Nancy Volley. Nancy, how are you? I'm doing well today, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. We have a wonderful guest on the phone via Chicago, the Windy City. How are you? I am fine. Thanks for having me. Why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Lisa Gennady. I am a intuitive yoga teacher and a retreat facilitator. Wow. Tell me about your retreat. Well, I have been partnering up with Veronica Ruiz, and we run something called Activation Retreats, and we lead women to sacred sites and portals all over the world, not just women. We actually do men also, and we do sacred ceremony, go to sacred places. We also do places in the United States, and they're pretty powerful, transformational retreats that... uh, change you. I had somebody this weekend came to actually a local one in the Chicago area in Galena, reached out to me and said, I want to offer one at my house, even if it's just a small piece. She said, this weekend was life changing. Wow. So that's what we do. We're here to uplift, elevate and help change people's lives from that. Can you tell us your story? Oh boy. (laughs) Where should I start? In New York? (laughs) Sure. Start, start, Start where you want to start. Start at the beginning, okay. Well, I am a, uh, I actually grew up in New York, and I was on Wall Street. I'm a Wall Street trader, and I did that for about 13 years of my life, and I, I met my husband, who lived in Chicago, and I wound up giving up my career coming to Chicago and um, becoming a mom, and in the process, though, I did not give up my yoga practice. I used to do yoga in order to uh, relax from, you know, my high-stressed, powerful trading job, which was fun as anything. Um, And when I came here, there was very little yoga in the suburbs of Chicago. It's like, that tells you how long ago it was. That was back in like 1998. So my daughter was born and there was very little yoga. And so eventually I actually became a yoga teacher because I couldn't find a class that um, interested me. You know, they were very like, oh, you can only find yoga in the health clubs pretty much. A regular hatha yoga, vinyasa yoga for years, and then one day I started doing kundalini, and my whole life changed. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the difference, and I still teach both even to this day, but um, something happens when you begin kundalini practice. It, like, it just grabs you, changes you, shifts you. You know, the first time I actually did kundalini yoga, I kind of walked out of there and said, I don't like this. This is Well, this isn't yoga. And I left and I didn't do it again for another three years. Can we talk about that? Why didn't you like it? You know, it, you know, because I was at a different point in my life at that time. And to me, it was all about the physical practice. It was all about, well, we're not doing vinyasa flow. We're not doing sun salutations. It was all about sun salutations and how the harder, the better. If it wasn't hard, you didn't make people sweat. Then you're not doing yoga. And then one day you just kind of, how many more sun salutations can you actually do? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like there's so many people who are injured from doing that type of practice. You overdo it. You overwork it. So I was actually cleaning my house and clearing up clutter, which is an ongoing thing. I was shredding documents and I burnt out my shredder. And I met a a woman who used to come to my yoga class at Best Buy of all places Um, as I was returning my shredder. And she's like, well, I'm offering kundalini in my house. Would you like to come? You know, Upma is teaching it. I wound up um, going to this class and it was like, oh, wow. And it was like I found home. And so I wound up doing yoga at this person's house, kundalini with her. And then she wound up moving to a studio and I went with her to the studio. And then she picked up and moved away to the home ashram and left. So I went through teacher training. 
because I was looking to find the mysteries that um, these, you know, of the practice. And one day, um, through Kundalini Yoga, through playing the gong, the door just opened and I became intuitive. And people say, like, how'd that happen? And it was just, it was sort of a slow process. People don't realize it. And they talk about Kundalini awakenings. Mm -hmm. And what is a Kundalini awakening? Everybody's like, oh, my Kundalini, did your Kundalini rise? What is it all about? And for everybody, it's different. And for me, it was, I became intuitive. Uh, and that came through playing the gong, doing something called Japji. Are you guys familiar with what Japji is? No, what is it? Japji is a... a prayer. It's called the Song of the Soul that through the Kundalini practice, you do it every morning. And on December 31st, I said, I'm going to start chanting Japji on January 1st. And that day, all of a sudden, I started writing and all this information started coming out. I had no idea where it was coming from. And I, from that day on, it's like I became intuitive. I can do intuitive readings. I channel nonstop. My husband would say, what were you doing all night? And I'd be on the keypad just typing, and all this information started pouring in, not knowing now, did this Now, was any of this information ever given to you before? I mean, before you started practicing Kundalini and before you started uh, maybe, you know, teaching it and really learning more about it, did you have any kind of uh, things that would happen to you when you were younger or any signs at all in your life that maybe you had some sort of a gift? Uh, well, you know, little things, like you have a dream and then something may happen. Um, that kind of was similar to the dream. Like, you know, you have a feeling of something feels like it's not going to be good tonight and then some bad thing happens. Okay. But they were very like sporadic. Like it would only be like, I could think, think of maybe two instances or three instances that that might've happened in my life. Everybody's intuitive. Everybody is born with it. Everybody knows. It's just, it's just, it's just a matter of how to, how to uh, get in touch with that gift. And if you want to, I mean, that's what I tell you, you know, it's anybody can do what I can do. I have no special powers, you know, it's just a matter of like, do you want it? And for what purpose? I have special powers. What are your powers? <laughs> oh, I can make a mean lasagna. Um, so can, can my husband. He's Italian. <laughs> my mother-in-law would say how many layers. There you go. There you so. go. So you, you had this awakening. You started channeling. Um, and what is it? Because I've had a reading. I've been to both your retreats and had a reading from you and I think that your readings are uh, are quite different than any reading I've ever had before so um, can you describe kind of what goes on or or what happens or how that information comes out of you because you kind of rhyme yeah well I did it like rap Uh, one day you're walking down the street and then you meet this girl she says you need help is it like a a rapping thing what do you mean she rhymes i i actually could rap if you want me to yes please before but no i haven't (laughs) to give you a a little bit of an example i found this little piece of paper one day that said write a book and i go down to my husband i said look what i found he goes no you're too busy you can't write a book well i sat down and i wrote a book and it just came out. And the whole book is sitting here on my iPad. It's ready. I just need to find a publisher to get it out. But I channeled in an entire book wow. without even trying. Okay. Um, I pretty much can, you know, I channel in Tesla. I, I mean, you could give me a person and all I have to do is tap in and I can channel them. Can you channel some Beatles for me? I love the Beatles. I probably could if you want me to. Yeah, channel in some George Harrison or some John <laughs> Lennon, man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so... The way I started doing my channeling, because I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, is I used Kundalini mantra. And the first mantra that I would use is a protection mantra to protect myself. The second mantra I would use is um, the mantra that is connection to the golden chain. 
Okay, it's Om Namo Gurudev Namo. At that point, I begin feeling your sensations. I feel what's going on within your physical body. It gives me cues, lets me know, you know, kind of guidance. If it's on the right, it's your future. It's on the past, you know, it would be on the left. If it's your eye, it's what you're seeing. You know, I and this I slowly figured out. I didn't go to a teacher. I didn't uh, get any um, information. It all just was intuitive. Everything that I've done was not from really learning from anybody. And I've taught other people how to do what I do because anybody can do it if you want to. And you believe and you trust. But one thing that is really important is that you have to be doing it for the right reasons. It's not about power. It's for helping humanity, okay, which are key, you know, and you only speak to the light. You don't talk. You don't deal with anything in the dark. And those are sort of like the only rules that have to go with it. But it's like if you're tapping in to give people information for a positive reason, that's what these readings are all about. Can you give Tom a reading? Wow, uh, yeah. that'd be interesting. Sure. Well, if you can do it wait. over the phone. I mean, I don't know if, if it's easier in person for you to like, you know, hold no, my hand do, and lead me ar- along or what? I do not. Um, 99% of my readings are done over the phone. Oh, this is I old actually, hat to you. This will be I've easy. Already, I've already done your reading. I oh, pre-channeled, so really? I've written it. I've written it down. How did you okay. write it down? You've been talking the whole time. You can. I did it before mul- we got a. I did, did you... it at six fourteen this evening. But you I never met me. Into... I gave her your name. I'm sorry. All I need is your name and your permission. That's it. Well, I didn't get permission, Nan. Yes, you did. I know I did. I know. <laughs> yes, you did. I so I could show you an example of the type of readings I do. Yeah, this, I want to hear I, this. What, what I have written is an outline, okay? It gives me information, but the readings that I get, I don't know what they're talking about per se. So let's say like it tells you that you had this major problem when you were a child. I don't know what the problem is. You should. If you don't, then I dive deeper and deeper and I go like, you know, further and further down with conversation with you and we get the answers you're looking okay. for. I could channel in deceased family members or friends. Like for but, you, but if you I, tell me you have a love for the Beatles, you're cheating because I already told you that one. I didn't do anything with the Beatles. <laughs> but I did yawn, which means for you that somebody from the other side came in. But I don't bother asking who because, honestly, if they came in to help with the reading, they're here for a positive reason, so I don't need to know. But if you want to know and speak to somebody on the other side, I can tap into them. Oh, well, yeah, so, I do. So what I do Absolutely. is I channel type. So okay. what I have here is I have a written printout of what I wrote about you. And then what happens, too, is I get words that type themselves in that I wasn't thinking. And then I actually Google those and look them up to see what they mean because they have more meaning. And if I take them out, then it's my ego that's changing spirit. Okay. Okay. So I leave all my typos and mistakes because that's information that you need that actually give us guidance. All right. All right. And so we begin with this, and then you can ask questions. Sometimes they come out rhyming. Yours did not. It depends on which guides I'm tapping into. All right. So when I asked for the reading for you, Tom, because I knew, and you like to be called Tom and not Thomas, right? Correct. Okay. I, um, I asked for a reading that could be shared in public because sometimes the readings can go a little bit um, deeper. And since this was going to be a recorded thing, I didn't think you'd want all of your stuff all over the world so it depends if it's good or bad (laughs) well we'll see we could go we could go deeper and deeper all right let's go for it so um the first thing that happened when i tapped in is i I yawned which means the spirit came in the next thing i got is my right ear um i felt the sensation which means right has to do with future but it also has to do with sometimes if you've got your own guides that are trying to talk to you if i pick up sensation in my right ear 
it means that you're not listening. It's kind of not flowing. The information's not flowing all the way through. Me not listen. Come on. That's pretty tr- truthful. You've already I, tapped th- into something you didn't even know. <laughs> well, that usually I could I could grab somebody on a reading just from the sensations. The wow. next thing I got is my throat chakra. My, are you familiar with chakras? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you know, chakras. Throat chakra means speaking your truth. So when you, when I pick up something in the throat, it could be that you are either speaking like um it could be over or underactive so you could be one of those people who just kind of holds your tongue and just doesn't say things that's or you could be or you could be somebody figure it out (laughs) i I already have figured it out or somebody who's more (laughs) but well i got jaw which is also third chakra i got lips when i get my lips it means that you may you talk and you tell the truth but you might not exactly be telling the full truth okay it's sort of um you know, holding back. You might say things, but you also hold back. Um, I felt a little bit of lightheadedness, which has to do more with like crown chakra stuff, which is connection to spirituality. My right side on the back was itchy. That could mean sometimes when I get that, it could mean you have a tattoo. Um, sometimes the back side of you has to do kind of sometimes with past lifing. But it could also mean that you actually just have something going on with your back. It could have just been a bug bite you had. No, not with me. Not on these things. Then I had my left eye was burning. Left eye burning has to be like kind of the way you look at the past. What Um, what ends if I I have like a bad back right now? Well, is it on the right side? Yes. Okay, so that's what I'm picking up. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's physical. Jeez, you're good. I'm an empath. I feel stuff. You felt really uh, lower back? My right side on my back was itchy. Wow. Okay. Okay, so far you're doing well. All right. Continue, please. So this was very interesting. The first thing that it wrote is you are a journeyman. You love adventure. You love to look at the world through the eyes of adventure. And I Googled in the term journeyman because it's kind of a strange term. And if you look at the Google definition, there's two different ones. The journeyman is a skilled worker who has successfully completed an official apprenticeship qualification in building trade or craft. Um, you're considered competent and authorized to work in a field, okay? But when I mentioned it to my husband, he goes, oh, that's I'm a sports player who's reliable but not outstanding. Huh. So so it could be either one of those, if that resonates with you, just an FYI, because I wasn't exactly sure what a journeyman was, all right? So you're a journeyman, you love adventure, you love to look at the world through the eyes of adventure. Where is it taking me? Where am I going? Um, and what next? You don't like to stay still too long. You like to always be planning and scheming and figuring out what next. (laughs) Yeah, you go ahead. You're on. Go ahead. This is okay. It is your way and you love you. But sometimes others in your life don't understand this need to always want to run. They ask you, what are you running from? And then it put in the word drone, which I thought was interesting, like you're being watched from above or whatever, you know, a drone. Right. Um, And it says, and in your heart, you know, you are not running. You are just on a mission, a mission to awakening. You are um, on a mission to understanding. And what is it that you are understanding? It put in the word um, honesty. I didn't write that, honesty, but it said, honestly, you don't know. You just go. You don't ask too many questions. You are one that just doesn't need to ask the questions. You feel like the answers will come to you. 
And truthfully, if you if they don't come, you say, who cares? You just don't. You don't care. You just want to be, put in the word I, like you're talking about yourself, um, and have fun. Love life. That is all. Find yourself alone. You put in the word by, like people leave. Because others can't handle your carefree attitude, put in the word attire, I don't know if you're somebody who dresses very casual, they cannot handle your nonchalant way, so they fall away. It bothers you for a bit, and then you are off to the next adventure, feeling that all will work out just as it should. You brush it off, and that is that. You are okay with you. If you're okay with not having someone stick around, that is fine. You are in control of your own destiny. You accept you, and that is all that truly matters. Wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty on. Nancy, did you tell her this stuff? No. I did not. That is incredible. Is there anything there about my gas scaring people away? Because sometimes I have some some lower (laughs) intestinal action. I'm kidding. He's not. I'm not. He's actually not kidding. No, they're all wearing those little masks over their face right now in the studio here. That is incredible, though. Are you going to be cutting that out of the podcast, or does that stay in? No, that stays in. That stays in for our for our follow up uh, podcast called Farting with Fry. It's my uh, my other. No, um, tell me, is there anything more? Because that's that's I'm really I'm really intrigued because you hit on a lot of things that that resonated. Well, so that's what they give me. Okay, Um, and so at this point is where I would say, okay, well, what is it from the reading that resonates with you or doesn't? And if there's something that doesn't, then I can tap in deeper and find out what else. Well, I would just say that as far as, you know, moving, constantly moving and not being able to sit still, part of that's my ADHD, but part of that is, you know, kind of my carefreeness. And um, and it's true. Like, you know, I broke up with someone a while back and it didn't take long for me to, you know, get over it and, and move on and start looking again, you know? So it, it's one of those things that I think the only thing when you talked about me being a journeyman is that, you know, when I think of someone who's an adventurer, I think of someone who's going to the mountains every weekend, someone who's going on adventures and, you know, I'm a little bit of a homebody. So that's what that adventurous spirit. Now, that's not what, that's not what it was talking about. It says a journeyman is a skilled worker who has successfully completed an apprenticeship or a sports player who's reliable, but not outstanding. That's why I said it was not like you're a journeyman who's somebody who's traveling to all these like sacred sites like I do on my retreats. Right. Well, I guess you, I, I didn't. I mean, I was in radio for a long time, and now I do voice acting, and I make a pretty good living doing it. So I guess that's a, that's a journeyman. That's a journeyman. You know, the thing that hit me was how do you say the word um, honestly a lot? Or honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that Tom is pretty honest, even when it yeah, when I, it doesn't come out. I'm pretty honest. It's hard for me. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And, um, you know, people have told me that they've always appreciated my honesty, even though I'm not, you know, always giving them the answer they want to hear. They're like, well, I appreciate your honesty, you know, because most people would would just, you know, say what I wanted to hear. And so, yeah, I I, I pretty much tell it like it is when, when you were mentioning that part. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I try to certainly... You're blunt. Yeah, I'm blunt. Exactly. I, but I, I, I try to be somewhat cautious of it. You know, you don't want to. Are you a New Yorker? No, but people often think I am. When they meet me, they yeah, think I'm from you, the East you Coast. You have that energy. You yeah, have for sure. For sure. But it put in here honesty, honestly, truthfully. It kept coming up. That's why I asked you that because it came up multiple times in your reading. You know, I mean, it's like 
the feeling, the sense that I get about you is you're uh, you're somebody who you're kind of happy with who you are. And if other people don't like you, it's like you're kind of the type of person that says, well, I don't really care because I'm happy with me. This See, is the adventure and the place that I'm going. Absolutely. That, this th is what I want to do. And if you don't like it, well, leave. And then somebody else will come along. Right. You know? The only thing is, is that, that, that there is that from my childhood wanting to be accepted by other people. So as, as much as, you know, I... My dad used to always say his his famous line was "fuck them if they can't take a joke," and that was something that he'd always say. You know, he'd say, "Oh, fuck them if they can't take a joke," and and I do kind of live that way because I know that I sometimes rub people the wrong way with my energy. But at the same time, I do want people to like me, so I I, I am trying to, you know, as I go about my journey in life, I I do want people to accept me. So that's kind of a, a double-edged sword. Well, that's sword part there. of your mission, though. Yeah. I think that's part of the thing that you're looking for. But it says you accept you, and that's all that matters. It says you are in control of your own destiny. Yeah. So in essence, if you're blunt and you know you are, and you know you're going to say something that's going to chase somebody away, well, you've got to decide if that's what you want. Right. Because you're in control. That's what the reading is telling you. Wow, that's true. It is. You know, you true. want to be alone and be this person doing your own thing and not caring, then that's the life you'll have and that's what you will get. If you want to shift it, then you will shift your life. That's your choice. Tell me, as far as tapping into the uh, the person that you connected with, is there any more information on that if you want to delve a little deeper? Yeah, well, what I would do, I mean, is there somebody you think it would be and then I could reach out to a specific person? Well, like, you there, have a... there would be a couple of people, one of which would be my, my late father, of course. I okay, mean, so that's... what's his name? And let me channel. His name is uh, Tom Fry Sr., Charles Thomas Fry Sr. So Tom, Tom, Tom Sr., yeah, Tom Fry Tom Sr. Fry Sr. All right, so just, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Just okay. give me a second. I'm just going to do a quick type. Um, do you have a message for Tom? Okay, now we're going to skip ahead here as Lisa spent a few minutes here channeling my father. So uh, what would you come up with? Okay, well, what's interesting, is your mom alive? Yes. Okay. Because um, what autotype word I was trying to write, I am here, and I put in I ma here. So, um... It could be his mother. It could be something about your mother. But it says, I am here. I need to see that you are one that is just like me. You are trying so hard to see the, it says, shift the mold. Okay. But you were told when you were young, have fun, have fun. Love life and do not cause others strife. You are trying too hard, you see, to not be like me. But you see, I was not that bad. I just had another mission, that, and that I had. It is not yours. You are true. It said two, it put in the word low, two different, and you must go through the journey in your own way. My way was mine, and yours is yours. It is time for you to change your, I was trying to write course, but it put in copies, core, and cord, like you're corded to him energetically. You are ready. You are done. The world is not always fun. Change the way you look at things, and that is what will ring true. But it said, like, ring like you need to ring out, like if you would squeeze a towel, let's say. Right. You are ready to, and then he put in the word grow up. Huh. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Boy, is that the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> my dad was was known as being uh my mom always says that does that well yeah well yeah that sounds i mean you know but this it's funny because he um he was very uh, immature for his age and he you know d did a lot of things that you know were, were pretty uh, uh sophomoric shall we say 
And my mom's always like, oh, if you just had a little bit more of me and a little less of Big Tom in you, you probably would have. <laughs> so he's like telling me to grow up. <laughs> he said, um, you are trying too hard, you see, to, to not be like me. Right. So you're trying not to be like him. But he wasn't a bad guy. I mean, I know that. So. Yeah. He didn't say he was bad. No. He taught no. you how to have fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He told me how to fun it. Fuck him if they can't take a joke. That was his mantra. <laughs> have you? fun, have fun, love life. If somebody wanted to get a reading from you, how can they get a hold yeah, of you? Yeah, they would just have to. Uh, what is your website? Well, my website is www.yogagong, G O N G, number four life.com. My email is yoga, Y O G A, and then gong, G O N G, the number four life at gmail.com. So yoga gong number four life at gmail.com. Cool. Um, and then I wanted to make sure we talked about the retreats. Um, you know, when are, you're doing several more this year. You know, the next retreat that we have upcoming is in Bali. If anybody wants to join us in Bali. And all the information about the retreats, by the way, is on my partner's website, which is sacreddivinegoddess.com. And... Um, we are going to be going to Bali um, in June, and then we have a retreat coming up in August in Mount Shasta. We were there last year. It was phenomenal. Everybody's like, can we please go back? We were actually there during the fires, which was pretty amazing, uh, before they got too bad. And um, are you teaching Reiki with any of these retreats? If we have enough people signed up, we will te- we're will we going to be offering Reiki along any of them. Uh, we are definitely going to be having Reiki, too, in Colorado in October. Uh, we Reiki one will probably run, but I know that we have a bunch of people who want to sign up in our first goddess Reiki too. So we're teaching the goddess Reiki is different than regular Reiki. I mean, people know of Asui Reiki. You do to get attuned to the Asui Reiki symbol in the first level, but we are teaching Reiki, um, in the way of the divine feminine, working with sacred ceremony, tapping into love. Um, it's all about channeling love and being a conduit of healing and me being a channel, I've actually channeled in new symbols. Um, and eventually through the goddess Reiki, I'm going to be teaching people how to do uh, light code activations. And that's part of it. And that's what I do part of, with my readings also. Besides doing the intuitive reading that I would do, I can, you know, let's say like Tom, let's say for some reason, and I'm being hypothetical here, you have a cord with your father that you need to break. I can do an energetic code and we can work towards clearing you know, the energetic connection with your father. I think a lot of people need that, to be honest with you. I was so lucky that my uh, when my father, before he passed away, he had a terminal disease, so I was able to confront him about a few things that I, you know, would have had to have lived with. I used to have these dreams, and every dream I had with my father, he was yelling at me, you know, and he'd go, oh, God damn it, Tom, and he'd be, you know, be always be, and I was always kind of afraid of him, and I told him that. I said, I don't want to have these dreams anymore. I don't want to spend the rest of my life, every time I have a dream about you, you're yelling at me or something like that and and I and I had a heart to heart with him and uh I never had another dream like that again. And then my current stepdad, I was having these dreams with, with him where he was always kind of, I was always, he was always annoyed by me or whatever. And finally I confronted him and say, you know, I have these dreams where you're, where I'm annoying you. And he finally told me, he's like, you know, he's like, I know that I'm a lot different than you, but he's like, but I love you and I care about you. And, you know, I don't want you to feel that way. And I never had another bad dream about him either. And it's amazing how, when you have this, so I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there that have had a relationship with someone who has passed away to be able to go back and, you know, and, and, and 
resolve some of these things that you weren't able to do then and do them now with you. What a gift. What spirit gives me, I mean, your reading, as I said, it was very, it was very generic. We didn't dive deep into your father relationship issues, partially because it's a public phone call and not a personal reading. And, um, but it really addresses what it is that the person needs to deal with in order to move forward being happier. That's yeah, what the readings do. Absolutely. It's clearing with words. And then I pair it off. I do angelic clearings, you know, where I tap into the angelic realm and clear you. And then I give a verbal message so I can actually do a verbal channel. Okay. And um, I do online calls monthly. We have one coming up on April 24th on Freedom. And, you know, we've done calls on patience and we've done calls on balance. And I do an activation code, and whoever's on the call will get an energy activation clearing, you know, mm. that I can do verbally as I... Lisa, for our listeners, can you explain what an activation is? Because they're going to wonder okay, what so, so we all vibrate at a different frequency. And, you know, there's always these times in our life where we feel low or if you've got blockages. So when I do an energy activation code, I'm actually imprinting on your nervous system to help clear and move the way for whatever it is that we're working towards. And so I do it by tracing a code, activating it with a number pattern, and then I give, I actually channel in spirit and give people a message. So I could give like a generic message. Like you have people who you see channeling all over about what's going on in the way of the world. I do that all the time. And that's what the channeling is. When you're a channel, you're just like you open the door and you turn on and you close the door and you turn off. So if you're looking for information on something, I can tap in and channel on it. That's cool. Very cool. My, my job is to help people get out of their own way, you know, to clear the way. If they're willing, I mean, I'm a life coach. I'm an intuitive. I'm a life coach. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm here to help people enhance their lives. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just the conduit to help them along their way. And that's sort of, you know, I went to India for a month and studied, you know, yoga in India. I was in the caves, channeling in the caves. And it was something that I found that I wrote. It had two rainbows around it, and it said, I vow to do what it takes to help the human race. And when I went, when I wasn't channeling and looked at that, it was like, that's pretty heavy, you know? <laughs> that's a pretty strong statement for anybody to say, you know? And we all do it in our own ways. Getting information out to people is helping people. You know, yes. every person who calls me is helping them along their path. If you can help one person, then that one person can help one person. That's how we're going to make a change in this world. Yeah, I already see and, the changes happening. So what did you have there in front of you? Is this a guided meditation you're putting us through now? It is. So everyone relax for a moment. You know, if you're driving, don't close your eyes and do this. But um, bring your mind to your breath. Just start to watch your breath coming into your body. And back out of your body. And I want you to bring to your mind's eye a desire that you are deeply longing for. Is it a creative success, harmony in a certain relationship? Do you need a new home? Do you need to feel the strongest somewhere out in the world? I just want you to bring your mind's eye to your mind's eye, something you are deeply longing for. Can you feel it? You feel it in your body, every cell, fiber, tissue, organ. What is driving you forward towards this desire? How does it show up in your body? Is it in your neck or your head or your heart? 
What kind of thoughts and emotions surround this particular desire that you have? Now bring your conscious awareness to the picture of this desire being totally fulfilled, whatever it might be. You might see a shadow of a loved one um, coming towards you if you don't already have a certain relationship. You might see a creative success taking place right in front of your, in your mind's eye. And now I want you to know what does it feel like to have this already fulfilled. Being in a state of total fulfillment as you breathe in and back out. And your body's going to have lots of different sensations. I want you to feel these to the fullest, from the top of your head, all the way through your neck, shoulders, down your arms, past your heart, your lungs, your stomach, past your pelvis and into your legs, all the way grounded into your feet. We are grounding this desire, right? All the way, feel your energy move through to the center of the earth. You can see it, feel it, or it just simply is. And as you bring this desire even deeper inside yourself, I want you to take a moment with your hand on your heart, one or both, and just setting this deep, deep thing that you are wanting and desiring for your life so that your heart can connect you to it directly, easily, without a whole lot of effort. And as your heart and this thing that you are desiring meet out there in the energetic field, it will come closer to you and closer to you and closer to you. And as you discover that within you, this thing probably already was and is, and take a deep breath in, and an exhale breath, and so shall it be. Thank you. Wow, thank you. And thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Thank you. We enjoyed having you. And again, her email address, if you want to reach her, is yogagongforlife at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yes. Great. And it's the number four. Number four, right. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, We want to invite you to come back to our podcast next month. We will have another guest and another uh, fun adventure on Imagine Akasha. I'm Tom Fry. And I'm Nancy Valling. And we had a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you.